Hi LCF and welcome to this very first Sunday in 2021. And I almost feel like congratulations are in order that we've leveled up or we've graduated from all of the chaos that 2020 brought us and we walk now at the beginning of a brand new year, 2021. And of course, you'll know like me that as that clock struck midnight on December 31st and then translated into January the 1st, there was no magical reset button. There was no supernatural experience that changed everything in the moment, just like happened with Cinderella in that Disney movie. But I think there is something really special at the dawning and the beginning of a brand new year that causes all of us to just take a moment to stop to breathe and to consider everything that happened before and everything we are now walking into. And of course, we are walking into a year that does have its frailties. I'm sure we're waiting with bated breath as we see the rollout of the vaccine and we're hoping beyond hope it can begin to fix some of the damage we saw unfold in 2020. We, we have this muted expectation as we are walking into this year, but we are still hoping for a good year, a fruitful year and a prosperous year. And I'm sure many of you, like me, have sat down over the past few days with a notepad or an iPad and began to jot down some resolutions or some goals for your year. And in fact, if you are watching live on Church Online platform or Facebook or YouTube, why don't you tell me one of your resolutions in the comment section? Be brave, put it out there. It makes it accountable. It means we can hold you to it. What are some of your resolutions? Maybe it's to join the gym and to shed some excess weight. Maybe it's to start a brand new uh, business venture or innovative idea. Maybe it's to reconnect with a childhood friend from school or from college or university. University. I wonder what your resolutions are this year. As I've been thinking about resolutions, I did a little bit of research and this is what the stats tell us, that 71% of people who make a New Year's resolution or a goal make it to two weeks. 64% of people make it to a whole month. 46% of people make it to six months, yet only 8% of people eventually fulfill that New Year's resolution. And if in the past one of your New Year's resolution has been to go to the gym and you've actually stuck with it, you will see these stats played out like a movie right in front of your eyes. As you go into the gym that first week of January, it is heaving. I mean, extra equipment is pulled out of stock cupboards left, right and centre. The swimming lanes are blocked. There's new staff members everywhere trying to control the stampede of people who've made their New Year's resolution to get in shape. Yet after two weeks or one month, or six months, or dare I say it, nine to 12 months, all those extra pieces of equipment are being pushed back into the stock cupboard. The staff is back to a skeleton staff and the faithful few, that 8%, are still pumping their biceps and running on the treadmill at the end of the year. See, resolutions are all good and well for that 8% who actually fulfill them. But actually, for the rest of us, they can sometimes be quite disheartening because we set out to do something with a specific intention and goal. And when we don't make it, we almost feel guilty and build ourselves up about it. So what I want to do today, I don't want to talk so much about resolutions or goals. I want to talk about something I believe is far more important. Instead of resolutions, I want to talk about foundations. And the question I want you to ask yourself as I'm talking to you, as you're watching this, whether live or on playback at a later date, is what foundation are you building your life on? What foundation 
are you building your life on? And I want to take you to just three verses in the scripture we can find in Matthew 7, 24 to 27. So if you've got a Bible, you can turn there. I'm going to flash it up on the screen. And just to give you a little bit of context and background, these verses come at the end of Jesus' most famous and, dare I say, most revolutionary sermon that he ever preached. Matthew 5 to 7 gives us the transcript of this sermon called the Sermon on the Mount. And it's not just a sermon that will give you goosebumps or inspire you for a moment. This sermon literally gives you practical application to live as a kingdom carrier, as a gospel-centric person right here on the earth, here and now. And this is how Jesus concludes it for those original listeners and also for us today who read that sermon and get inspired to live the Jesus way. He says this, verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine talking about that sermon and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. And as I've been reflecting on these verses, verses I've heard right from being at Sunday school this past week, I have been so convicted that so many times I have been like the foolish man. Of course, I've had my moments where I've been like the wise man. I've heard what Jesus said to me through the word of God in my own devotional time, through prayer, through preaching sermons, through moments of inspiration in a worship set. And I've heard what he said, I've put it into practice. But so many times I believe Jesus gave me a prompting by his Holy Spirit. I've heard it and I've been inspired by it and I've done absolutely nothing with it. That word foolish there can literally be translated into English as idiot. Jesus wasn't minting his word. He said, everyone who hears the words of mine, of this sermon, that I'm telling you to live out and go and walk in practically and does not put them into practice, is like an idiot who built a solid structure on a sandy base. Now, I want to talk to you from these verses and pull out some applications I think that will really help us at the beginning of this year and inspire us to live the Jesus way. But the first thing that I noticed, and I'm sure you noticed as you read these few verses, was this. Every one of us face storms. And it's not until a storm hits that your foundation is tested. Now, in 2020, we spent a lot of our Sunday preaching slots talking around the themes of storms because all of us were facing storms. Storms called coronavirus, storms called redundancy, some storms called relationship loss. All of us face storms. And it's so poignant to me as Jesus talked about the wise man and the foolish man. Both of them faced exactly the same situation, but it was their foundation that saw who succeeded and who fell. The wise man faced a storm yet got through it because his foundation was secure. Yet the foolish man, he built and he spent his time building something magnificent, I'm sure. But as soon as a storm came, it fell with a crash. The second lesson we can learn from this is that the most important things are often the hidden things. The most important things are often the hidden things. Of course, this is true of foundations. We think of buildings, we think of foundations. If you don't know what foundations look like, they look like this. It's concrete, it's metal, it's dirty, and it's grimy, but they are hidden. 
everywhere where you're watching from today, whether it's a house, an apartment, whether you're sat in a coffee shop somewhere that isn't in tier four, listen to this message. The building you are sat in has a foundation. Now, once we're out of these restrictions and you come and visit Becky and I at our house, you will not walk in our front door and say this. You won't go, oh, Michael, Rebecca, my goodness me, I love what you've done with your foundations. Be a weird thing to say, wouldn't it? Of course, you know the foundations are there. They're holding up the structure. You're more likely to say, if it's to your taste, oh, Mike, Bex, I love what you've done with the decor. I love the colour of the paint. I love what you've done with your ornaments. I love what you've done with your pillows and your candles. and All the things, the periphery things you will see, you will notice the foundations, however, are hidden. And this whole thing about the hidden things being the most important things absolutely hit my family with a crash this Christmas. It was Christmas morning. I was putting the turkey in. I was getting the potatoes ready and the veg. I was doing Christmas dinner this year for the first time. We usually go over to Becky's family, but of course, because of the uh, restrictions, we were at home. And I went to get some hot water out of the tap and the tap just wasn't heating up and and as I was waiting for the hot water to come it just wasn't coming and I walked out of the kitchen into the lounge and moving away from the oven I realized how cold the lounge was and Becky was sat in a hoodie and the kids in blankets and I said to Becky why haven't you put the heating on it is freezing and she said to me I have put the heating on so I ran upstairs and I looked at it the heating was on 30 but the house was bitterly cold So you do what any man does in that situation. I get out my trusty ladders. I get up in the loft hatch, which no one else goes. It's a magical nine-year place for my children. They think all sorts of things happen up there. I got up into the loft, looked at the boiler, and what did I see on the floor? A huge, massive puddle. The boiler had broken. Now, the boiler, as I said, is up away in the loft. You never see it. You don't hear it. It's put away. You see the curtains, you see the decor, you see everything else in our house. You don't see the foundations, you don't see the boiler. But as soon as that boiler broke, let me tell you, did we know about it? Because the most important things are the hidden things. When the hidden things are affected, the boiler, the foundations, it puts the integrity of the whole house at risk. My whole house was absolutely freezing for seven whole days. We had no heating and no hot water, which we knew about at the end of December. Exactly the same with the foundations. You can't see them. You don't think about them. But as soon as there's a fault in the integrity of the foundations, you not only put your structure at risk, you put yourself at risk. And let me tell you, what is true in buildings with boilers and foundations is absolutely true in your life and my life in the spiritual as well. We all have in our spiritual life and in our walk of faith, a foundation. This foundation is by design or it is by default. What I mean by that, the foundation that we build our life upon is by something we have intentionally taken the time to consider or think about, or it is something that we have just fallen into with whatever is around us. So I might put it like this. If our foundation is by design, it's by intention. Yet if it's by default, it is usually by reaction. I'll say that again. When we have a foundation by design, it is one of intention that we have considered and thought about. When it is by default, it is usually by reaction, by circumstance and by what is happening around us. Now, 
If we live with intentionality, it will always promote progress. Yet living reactionary invites more stress. And I'm sure 2020 will be a testament to this as we look at how we've had to act uh, with reaction. It's only now when we've got a little bit of time under our belt where we can assess the situation and we are used to coronavirus and lockdown and restriction, we can use a little bit more intention. But as we walk into 2021, I would implore you to be intentional about your foundations. If you're not intentional about your foundations, you'll be reactional with them, which doesn't invite progress. It simply invites stress. So what do default foundations look like? What are they called? Well, let's run through a few default foundations. A default foundation can be yourself or your reputation however that manifests itself or in whatever guise that looks like for the young it might be how many instagram followers you have or how many youtube subscribers or tiktok subscribers if you're a little bit older your foundation might be in your job or your job title and your responsibility If you're even older than that, it might be about your wisdom and your experience. Maybe your foundation is about your bank balance. But when your foundation is about yourself, it is intrinsically linked to a function of you, whether that's Instagram followers, as I say, a job title or a bank balance. Now, it is so bad, I think, to build a foundation on yourself because one thing we all know about ourselves, and again, something that 2020 has taught us, most horrifically actually, is that we are all fallible. Our life can be taken in a second. Our job can go in a moment. No matter how many degrees you've got, no matter how hard you've worked up, if the company fails, then you will fail. Maybe your foundation isn't in yourself. Maybe it's in your possessions. Maybe it's all the things that you can get. We live in a culture that absolutely screams advertisement at us in every possible guise, whether it's books or TV or internet or billboards. We are told again and again, you need this, you need this, you need this, you need this. And actually, when there was a a poll done between 16 to 25 year olds, when they were asked what they want to be when they grow up, where before maybe 40, 50 years ago, it would have been a cowboy or a spaceship uh, astronaut person or maybe a bank, whatever it was. Actually, what people want to be now, 16 to 25 year olds, 81% said they want to be rich. You see, we live in a culture that promotes wealth. So maybe your foundation is wealth. Maybe your foundation is built on others. Maybe it's a child. Maybe your world revolves around your child or, or your parent or your grandparent or your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. I'm sure many of you have a uh, a story from your teenage years about your first boyfriend who, or girlfriend that when they broke up with you, it absolutely broke your heart. They're, they were your foundation. Everything was centered around those. Now, you see, these default foundations in and of themselves aren't bad. Actually, having a good reputation and a good job is a good thing. Having possessions isn't an evil thing. You know, we often get this confused. When we think about the Bible, we think that the Bible teaches us that money is evil. Well, that's not correct at all. What the Bible teaches is the love of money is evil. Having a healthy attitude towards money is absolutely fine. You might be a Christian and have a lot of money and steward it well. That is a blessing. So money isn't evil in and of itself. It's the love 
love of money. Relationships, having children and parents and grandparents and spouses, it's all good things. However, good things become bad things when we make them foundational things. And that's the key word. We make them foundational things. Sometimes the relationships, the possessions, the jobs, the jobs don't force themselves to become our foundations. We make them foundational things. So the question might be, how can I tell if my good thing has become a foundational thing? How can I tell when a good thing in my life has become a foundational thing? Well, here's four things quickly I want to just run down that maybe you can assess as you think about your life going into 2021, the important things to you. You know it's a foundational thing when it's the first and the last thought when you wake up and when you go to bed. If you are waking up thinking about that job promotion every single day, every single moment, getting the next rung on the ladder, it's probably a foundational thing. If you're doing the same when you're going to sleep, that person is the thing that you are constantly thinking about first thing and last thing, it's probably a foundational thing. Number two, that thing, that foundational thing, a good thing becoming a foundational thing, distracts you from everything else. And of course, good things will distract us from time to time, but if you are going through your day and the only thing you are thinking about is that thing or that person or that number or that job or that promotion, then that's when you know it's a foundational thing. Number three, it's an important one. If you get overly defensive when questioned about it, I'm sure you've been in a situation where you've asked rather innocently of someone else about something and they have just exploded and got defensive about it and there was no intention from your part uh, of, of trying to prod or poke. You were just asking an innocent question and it was just an explosive response back, probably because the thing you were asking about is a foundational thing. And number four, default foundations don't hold well in a storm. We go back to the, the foundation itself. Again, if it is your job title or your job, if your identity is about your job, as soon as that job goes, whether you lose it or whether you have to move on and whether you're made redundant and your world crumbles, maybe that is a sign that that has become a foundational thing. So as we're walking into 2021 and we're thinking about resolutions and we're thinking about foundations, let's not just make resolutions for good things in our life, but be committed to strengthening our foundations so we can live a good life. It was just this past month that Ian Lewis, our operations manager here at LCF, he started doing work around our building. We've been taking the opportunity, while we're not allowed to meet or uh, and getting the infrastructure back here to have in-person gatherings. There's so much work we're doing on our buildings. If you've been to LCF, you'll know our buildings are beautiful. They're 130 years old. If I was to turn the camera around now, you'd see the amazing stained glass and the vaulted ceilings. It's absolutely beautiful. But there are some challenges with buildings that are 130 years old and one of the challenges in our other building just over the way here in our toilets we have had for over 30 years damp rising up from the foundations of our building into our walls which have made our toilets not very pleasant to visit so Ian has made it his his priority to be able to sort out these foundations and these damp the damp was coming up it was causing mold on the wall it was causing cracks it was causing us to damage the integrity of the foundations which of course puts the whole structure at risk and Ian had a few companies in to try and look and assess 
how we fix these problems of cracks and damp in the foundations rising up into the walls. And we found a company who have been in and have managed to fix the foundations by injecting resin into the walls and into the floor to strengthen and seal all those cracks. And as I was thinking about this, I was just fascinated by it. We have the technology now to take some resin and inject it into buildings that are 130 years old and to restore the integrity of the foundations in the building. I did a little bit of research on this this week and this is what I found out. Cracked sloping or sunken floors are often early signs of foundational issues that can hugely affect the integrity of a structure. Although resin injection is still a relatively modern method, being used for 20 years or so, it is a well-proven one. This process involves injecting resin through small 16mm incisions drilled into the ground. The resin then flows into the soil and expands. This compresses the surrounding soil while also restoring the integrity to a structure filling in any voids or cracks. And I'm sure you can see the metaphor here and the translation out of the building and in our lives. Even, dare I say, if you were 130 years old and you've had cracks and voids in your life that have been causing issues for many, many years, let me tell you, going into 2021, there's hope if we can just inject something into those foundations to restore the integrity of them and therefore protect the structure, namely your life that is built on them. So, just as I conclude, let's go back to basics. Let's go back to basics. Obviously the word foundation talks about that integral part of a structure, but foundation also means basics. And oftentimes it's the basics we neglect because we think complex means that we will get more out of it. You see, the more complex something is, we think it is more beneficial for us. Where actually, if we just take some time or just a moment to go back to good old-fashioned basics, it will fix so much without having to go into all the complex things. So I want to tell us at the beginning of 2021, instead of just making good resolutions to fulfill good goals or good things in our lives, let's inject some resin into the foundations of our spirit to make sure we are living a good life. No matter what storms come, we will be unshakable, anchored in the goodness and the favour and the grace of Jesus. So the very first thing I would encourage and implore you to do this year, if you are not already, is to begin to inject your foundations with the word of God. What I found really fascinating about that description of the resin is all they had to do was drill a number of 16 millimeter holes. That's 1.6 centimeters, tiny, tiny holes in the base of the structure. These huge foundations just need a tiny opening to be able to inject something in. Now, of course, this to me says what we don't have to do at the beginning of the year is to dive headlong into loads of theology books, reading chapters and chapters of scripture, reading chapters and chapters of theologians to try and get the spirit of God in us. Let's just take daily small readings to begin to inject it into the base and into our soul and into our spirit of the foundation, I believe, of what God wants to build in us. We don't have to smother it as we talked about just a few weeks ago we don't have to throw big boulders on the fire we just need to have a little bit of torch paper we can stick to the match and see flare up so if you are not already can I really encourage you to every day get into the word of God not even talking multiple verses I'm not talking multiple chapters maybe just one verse just commit to doing it 
every day. Obviously, there's hugely helpful resources today. I use a Bible reading plan on my phone on the YouVersion Bible app, completely free. Every year, I read through the Bible in its entirety, just taking small readings following that plan. But let's inject our foundations with the Word of God. Secondly, let's inject your foundations or our foundations with prayer. Now, prayer is so often held up as this big mystical thing where we can commune with the Heavenly Father and there's all the stereotypes of, of what prayer looks like and how we do it. But prayer really is communication. That's all it is. It's taking just a moment to centre yourselves and commune with your Heavenly Father. Not a distant, angry God millions of miles away, but a Father who loves you, who appreciates you and who wants your best. If you are unsure where to start with prayer, let me really encourage you to get out on Zoom, so so easy you can do it from home, to our brand new look prayer event every Monday, previously called Monday Night Alive, now called Abide, where we will gather together as a local church to pray together. These are often led prayers, so you'll be given a structure and how to do it. And if you just need some help with that, you can contact our office. We can give you some great resource and how to begin a journey of prayer. But just like the Word of God, little 16 millimetre holes that need injecting, exactly the same with prayer. You don't have to spend three hours at four o'clock in the morning getting on your knees and praying to God. Just fabric it into your daily life. Take little moments throughout your day, put on a filter of prayer. As things come to your mind as you're working or you're walking or you're doing your shopping, just offer them up to God. That's what prayer is. If you see a situation that sparks a memory of someone that you need to be holding in prayer, don't say you'll pray for them later. Just do it there and then. That is a beauty of prayer. You don't have to wait to get into a sanctuary or a church building. It can be whenever and wherever. It is just simple communication with God. And finally, inject your foundations with godly friends and mentors. This is huge. And this is the reason why the local church is so, so important. Even when we're not gathering physically, having a body of believers around you at Abide on a Sunday morning where you can stand with and connect with when you are going through the mill, when your foundations are rocky. If you can get along someone who can just inject something into your foundations, it, it makes the world of difference. I've said it loads of times before, one of my favourite scriptures, Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, tells us to encourage each other in good works and not neglect meeting together like some are in the habit of doing. It means turning up to Zoom. It means getting out of bed on a Sunday morning and then going to YouTube or church online platform or Facebook to get around the community of believers. Let's get around godly people in our life who can encourage us and bless us. And this word mentors is really, really important. Mentors isn't some massive difficult thing or program you have to go through. Finding a mentor is just getting alongside someone who is maybe one or two steps further ahead of you in their journey of faith. And that's not necessarily being a Christian longer than you. That is someone you can see or someone you can get around who you 
you admire their relationship with Jesus. This is so important. This has made the world of difference to me. I have three or four guys in my life who I just massively look up to as I walk my journey of faith. So church, as we are walking into this brand new year, the very first week of January 2021, loads of uncertainty ahead of us in terms of coronavirus and what that looks like. But may I add, there's also loads of hope as well. Let's be focusing on the strength of our foundations. Really, really easy to add, uh, to, to begin to build reactionally on things, on self and, and possessions and friends. Let's take some time intentionally at the beginning of this year to take stock, to take a moment and make sure with intention that we are strengthening our foundations with the resin of the word, with the resin of prayer and with the resin of godly counsel and mentors. We're going to head right now into a worship song. So as you reflect on that, why don't you posture your heart and get ready to worship before we go back to the team in our building.